Hey everyone, I want to talk about a couple of things. You know, firstly the games, and then I'll get to the, you know, Chris Paul, Kawhi, Dallas, and uh, McDonald's. Something about McDonald's as well. But I want to I want to talk about the first game first, I guess. Um, the Seventy Sixers, they got up big, around twenty points. I remember watching the game, and I just thought, I saw the first quarter. Because I was actually watching the I was watching the Sopranos, I got into that recently, because I was what because Netflix I guess promoted the Godfather one and two, you know they were smart enough not to get the third one on there so I watched both the Godfathers and then I watched I started watching the Sopranos. It's it's interesting about Netflix though because like they pretty much make like whatever they promote that's what everyone's watching. So you know whatever they want people to watch that's what people are gonna watch that they have a fucking show out there about like a half half human half deer baby and I've seen on Twitter like people actually like watching that so Netflix got all of you brainwashed not me though you know I don't do that even though I did watch The Godfather because of them um one and two but what I wanted to talk about was what did I want to talk about? What the fuck am I talking about? Why did I talk about The Godfather? Oh, no. I was talking about The Sopranos. Okay. Yeah, I was watching The Sopranos. So I didn't even catch, like, the first quarter of the 76ers and Hawks game. But I checked the I checked the box score before I started watching. And Embiid was, like... I think it was 8 for 8 with 19 points. 1-3 made in the first quarter. And they were up, like, 15. So I was like, all right, he's healthy. He's healthy. And then I think he finished the game going 4-4-12. So another not great, you know, second half. And, um, you know, they got up big. And defensively, they've been good the entire series. Except for game one, I guess, because they did give up, like, 130. But since then, they've, you know, defensively just been there. And their offense has just been struggling. And that second, and especially without Embiid on the floor, because Embiid was still a plus in this game. It's that Tobias Harris second unit lineup that's been killing them. And what I think they need to do is they have to get Seth Curry out there. They have to get Seth Curry and Tobias in that second unit just to have more, you know, offensive fire punch out there. Because Joel, when he's in and there's no Seth Curry and Tobias, he's dominant enough to create something and make something happen. He doesn't need Seth Curry out there even though like it's going to be easier to double team or whatever, but he doesn't need Seth Curry out there. So that's one thing they have to change and the other thing is let all right, let's just talk about Ben Simmons now. 4 for 14 at the line, you know, for the season he shot like 65% from the free throw line, which is good enough to get it done. If he had went like 8 of 14, you probably win that game. You probably win that game. Because there was a time where he went, I think, 0 for 2, and they came down and made a 3. So that's a 5-point swing right there. And, um, you know, Joel missed 2 down at the end, too. Down at the end? At the end, not down at the end. 
Joel missed two at the end. You know, that would have cut it to a one-point lead, and he missed those two. That was huge. Um, you know, this game... So, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Ben Simmons... I've t- Like, I don't ever want to hear from 76ers fans again about Joel and Ben can play together. No, you can't. No, they can't. They cannot play together because... Ben Simmons as a point guard can't do point guard things aside from in transition. He's not that guy. Like, you can't run pick and rolls with this man. You can't do any of that type of stuff. And on top of that, he's going 4 for 14 at the line. And on top of that, when Joel posts up, he's on the other side. And then it's an easy double. And, um, you know, tonight when they went to the hack of Ben, like, Doc took him out again like he did in game four. Before, like, the two-minute mark so you can put him back in. And, you know, this is a... This is this has been going on for, like, three, four years now. I just think Ben Simmons... He can't be a point guard. He just can't. He has to be, like, a... Like, a different mode of Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what he has to be. Like, a different mode of that type of player. Like, Draymond's a much better... I, not, I don't want to say much better defender. I just think he's a better defender just because he's such a rim protector and he's so good as a help defender. And I think when you're talking about team defenses, what Draymond does, I think, is more valuable. And, you know, he can guard, like, the big guys and stuff. He can't, like, the only two he can't guard are Jokic and Embiid just because they're way too big. But pretty much everyone else, like, I guess Cat too, because like Cat, like people, like everyone forgets about Cat, but Cat's Cat's a fucking monster. You know what I mean? Um, so like those three are probably the only three he can't guard. But everyone else he can guard. He would have no problem guarding Clint Capella, Bam Adebayo, uh, Vucevic, or any of these guys. Like he wouldn't have any problem with them. So I just like Draymond. I just like Ben has to be a Draymond type of player where he's not, where he's setting way more ball screens he's doing like the short roll stuff you know he's throwing up lobs you know he's doing that type of thing he's doing dribble handouts and more things like that not like a primary ball handler and stuff like that where he's like actually running plays for himself to score and whatnot you know if he can do that maybe like and even then even then he's not a second guy even then he has to be a third guy so let's get to the second guy, Tobias. He just hasn't been good enough. He just has not been good enough in this game. And in the series, really. Because, like I said, those minutes when Embiid's not on the floor, that's been killing them. They're absolutely getting destroyed. Embiid was a plus in this game. Tobias was, I think, a minus 10. That whole uh, second unit was not good. And uh, what's it called? George Hill, they got thinking, you know, he's going he's gonna to do so. He's going to help us and whatnot. And George Hill has done absolutely nothing for this team. He had two points, one assist tonight, one for five shooting. Shake Milton went one for five. Matisse, I still think is good. Like, Matisse, like, he has a role on this team. Um, but aside from that, like, he was also a minus 17. The whole bench was, like, a big minus. And the thing is, you can't play Tobias and Ben Simmons. Actually, you can. But then you just won't have to play Dwight Howard. You put Ben at center. 
then I think you can play Ben and Tobias together to have more firepower out there. But I think what they need to do is Tobias cannot be your second unit guy alone. I think what they need to do is just have Embiid the one that plays with the bench unit entirely. Like, put uh, George Hill, Milton, uh, who are the fuck else, Korkmaz, and I I don't even know who the fuck else they have. But put those guys next to Embiid, and then have, like, Ben Simmons, Tobias, uh, George Hill, Seth. Like, those guys out there for the minutes that Embiid isn't in. So you guys don't fucking get killed. Again. On the other hand, let's talk about... Wait, I want to talk about more about Tobias, actually. Because I know I didn't see this... Oh, my God. He had four points, four rebounds, three assists in 38 fucking minutes. This is the type of shit that Tobias Harris does. He got paid 40 fucking million dollars and you're taking... You went two for 11? Are you serious right now? Two for 11. Ben Simmons, he took four shots. Just, like, this team... Like, I know they were great in the regular season, but whenever you bring up, like... Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like, it's clunky. It's not there. You know, 76ers fans get all upset and shit, like, oh, but it's working. We're the one seed. We're the one seed. But you have to look at it further than that. You have to look at it for the playoffs. And it's happening again where Ben Simmons in the playoffs once again is showing, like, he might be an all-star. He might be a top 25, you know, regular season player. But in the playoffs, it's probably 40 to 50 players I would rather have over Ben Simmons in the playoffs I just would so who like I said I just think they have like if they really want to win the series they just have to do better like with the substitution on their bench I don't think Dwight Howard can play any more minutes I don't think Dwight Howard can play minutes in this series they have to go Ben Simmons at center when Joel Embiid is not in they have to put Seth Curry out there as well maybe probably and something like that. Ooh. And I think Ben Simmons has to probably play more too. Like 38 minutes. That's not enough. Even like the 37 for Tobias. That's not enough. Seth Curry had a huge game. And like, I'm going to talk about the Dallas thing later. But you look at that and then you look at Josh Richardson getting DNPs. Like, you know why the Dallas stuff happened. You know, you can't waste a game. Like, this is a game that you're supposed to win by like. 25 points you get 37 from Embiid you get you get 37 13 5 2 steals 4 blocks uh what is that 60% shooting 50% from 3 you know 11 from 13 at the free throw line you're supposed to win that game by 25 points also why why did Korkmaz not get more minutes I know he was 1 for 7 but like he's still a guy that the other team even if he's 1 for 5 they're going to like try to cover him because you know he is a good shooter so that's something you have to worry about and you know they, they just didn't have him out there like it's insane to me uh danny green should not be this big of a loss for you guys you know where it's like oh yeah he can shoot and he can play you know good team defense he shouldn't be danny green should not be wrecking your entire season just by not being out there um all right but let's talk about the other side because you know i said about you know, I saw Embiid had 8 for 8. And, you know, I told him, I, I texted one of my friends. I texted one of my friends and he was like, it's just the Hawks, though. 
And I feel like people still treat them like that. And they don't treat them with the same type of respect that I think they deserve. Because, like I said, they're now... They went 4-1 and one in the first round. They're 3-2 and two now, so what is that? 7-3, and three, add that to like the previous record, so that's what? Uh, 30... 34 and 14. They are 34 and 14 since Nate McMillan took over. 34 and 14. That's a big, big, big sample size now. And I'm not going to, you know, like talk about this extensively again, but they have been a top 10 defense since Nate McMillan took over. They've been a top 10 defense. And you really think about it, it's like, it shows you what just playing hard can do on defense. Because it's not like they have a ton of great defenders out there. You know, Clint Capella's great. But after that, Collins, Bogdan, Herder, uh, Trey, Lou, Gallo. Okongwu uh, is actually really good. I do like Okongwu. Um, and it's going to be interesting what they do with him once he starts getting, you know, better and better. Because they have Capella. So it's like, unless, you know... A Kongwu just develops like a three-point shot. Like you're gonna have to do something, you know, about a Kongwu and Capella. Like you're gonna have to pick one of them. And you know, Capella is young enough where you might actually pick him. And I think you don't have to worry about the decision probably like not next year, but like two years from now, because a Kongwu is still young enough where you know you can use him as like a backup center for now. Um, so like. You know, he's good. And then after that, it's like Solomon Hill, Tony Snell. They're okay. But, you know, it's just a bunch of, like, two. It's like it's one great defender and a bunch of, like, just solid defenders. And not solid defenders, but just okay, but they try hard. And then you see how much just trying hard and having a scheme that you believe in can do for you on defense. Because even when they were down 20-something, it's not like, they were down 20-something because their offense was ass. They weren't down 20-something because just, you know, defensively they were getting crushed or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not like the 76ers scored 75 points on them in the first half. They scored, I think, 60 or something. I think it was 60, maybe 58, 60, something like that. So it's not like they were just getting creamed out there. Um, you know, Lou Will had a big game. I think he had like 13 in the fourth quarter. He could not be stopped like that. He does the Chris Paul snake around move, but he does it. Go, Chris Paul does it going. Wait, hold up. Yeah, Chris Paul does it going left. Lou does it going right. Like he he's gonna like Chris Paul is gonna fade. Um, is it left? No, he, Chris Paul fades right, and Lou. Yeah, yeah. Lou fades left. Like they do the exact same move, but. It's just, like, different sides of the court that they do it in. Um, and he made, like, a ridiculous 3-2. Like, that just rattled in. That was insane. Um, but, yeah, like, this Hawks team, I don't know how real they are because I think without Hunter, like, that is a big deal. Uh, Hunter Hunter was, like, so important for this team going. Like, if they had Hunter, I, would, I wouldn't be... And, with, like, especially with, like, how injured the Nets are, I wouldn't be too shocked if... You know, they, they beat the Nets. If, you know, Harden remained at like 50%, 50%, 60%, and 
and Kyrie just wasn't there because that looked like a crazy injury. But, you know, the Hawks won by three. I think they had 109 points. So they were at 79 points then going into the fourth quarter. And I think the 76 was at like 90. Maybe like 87 or something. Anyways, the 76ers got outscored 40 to 19 in the fourth quarter. So like that, has, like people can look at the fact that, oh, they let Atlanta score 40 points. You know, their defense wasn't there. And that's true. But I, like, and I, but I don't look at it like that. You know, a lot of people like to focus on, oh, you couldn't stop them and shit like that. What I, I am looking at is you only scored 19 points. Why is your fourth quarter offense so bad? Like, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, Bucks Nets. I think the Bucks got outscored 33-21 to 21 in that fourth quarter. And people obviously are going to talk about Kevin Durant having 49 points and 20 in the fourth. My thing was like, yeah, he could have had that. I don't care. But why did you guys not score 30 points? Why did you guys not score? Like, why, why was that the problem? Why couldn't you score? So, that, that's what I was looking at even for this game. It's like, okay, yeah, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. But how come you guys couldn't score 27 points? You know, why couldn't you get at least 27? Like, yeah, Lou Will got hot. Trey got hot. Collins made, like, a bank shot three from the top of the key. Um, you know, I get that. So, But it's like, why can't you score just 27 points? Why can't you score seven more points and you know that's that's an issue that they've had for a while now and they're continuing to have as long as Ben Simmons is on that team and you know when they lose if they lose that's when I'll, I'll talk about like the process itself and like trades that I think they can do trades that frankly they should do and they should have done a while ago actually not trades because I, I I did think about this before I'm not like Unless you're making another trade for a point guard, I'm not sure you can go trade Ben for anyone other than that's a point guard. All right, let's talk about the other choke job now. No Kawhi and the Utah Jazz still lose. Donovan finally looked like, you know, he finally had like a bad game for the playoffs, like a truly bad game for the playoffs. I think he only had like 15 points. Um, Paul George had a signature game. Not a signature. Like, it is probably a signature game. The only problem with it, it's not a huge game. So, I'm not sure, like, what... Like, is it a signature game when you had 35 and 16? Like, that's really good, but it's not, like... It's not, like, 45 and 16. Like, I think that... 40, 40 and 16. Like, it's, it's good, but it's, like... You know, I'm just going to give him his credit. It was a really good fucking Paul George game. He made some great three-pointer step-backs, like, confidence. And, um... He had confidence in all of them. My biggest take takeaways from this game were Donovan did not look right. They really need Mike Conley back. Um, and Quinn Snyder has to step up. Some of these defensive possessions that they're having, I don't understand what the fuck is going on out there. Because what they're trying to do is not have, uh, you know, Paul George, Hunt, Clarkson, or whoever... So what they'll do is they'll hedge. But the way Clarkson or whoever gets back to their mans to stop like a, a three-point shot, it's, it's the wrong way. 
Like, how is that not something you worked on? They're taking the longer way back. So what you're supposed to do is hedge. And then when Paul George goes around and your man goes and picks Paul George. Not your man. Uh, the Like Royce O'Neal, he's guarding Paul George. And when uh, you know someone comes to set, set a screen on Paul George, Clarkson's supposed to hedge. Wait until Royce gets back on PG. And then from the top run back to his man to prevent the three. Instead, what he's doing is he goes backwards and then he tries chasing. And, like, you've already lost a bunch of momentum going backwards and you're not going to make it there in time. So, you know, Boyan has a, had a good game. Rudy, I think, had a pretty solid game. He did get murdered by Terrence Mann, but, like, that happens. Uh, I, w- I will say this, like, even, like, for the Bucks and... For the Jazz now, like two embarrassing losses, but like you, like if you're looking at the bright side, it's like okay, Marcus Morris went the fuck off. Like he made contested threes, we couldn't stop him. Now we couldn't stop him. Like he just made contested threes, and like you know, if he's doing that, like it just is what it is. Paul George had a game that he usually doesn't have in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard's still, you know, injured. So you never know what's going to happen with that. So, you know, that's... that, And Donovan had an awful game. And, you know, Clarkson did not have a good game. Like, he started off good and then... He just keeps jacking shots up. Like, just terrible shots up. And I think he talks too much shit out there for someone that's actually not that good. So, you know, those are like the saving graces or whatever the fuck it's called. If you're the Jazz. Where it's like... Paul George had a great game that he usually doesn't have. Marcus Morris, you know, made all these contested threes. Um, I think Reggie Jackson had a pretty good game too. You know, he did that. Uh, the other thing, I'd, and um, Donovan had a bad game from our side. Um, Clarkson had a pretty bad game from our side. So, like, those are the things that you can take as a positive. Like, you know, those are things that probably are not going to replicate themselves again. Um, the other thing I've noticed is, you know, when Don, I think Boyan is in the corner too much and that should be where Royce is because when Royce is out there and on the wing and Donovan has the ball, they'll double from his man and like Royce isn't a good enough shooter where he just catches it from like two, three, four feet behind the line and just shoots it. Like he had, he had one open jump shot, but like he caught it. And then he took a dribble, and now it's not an open jump shot anymore. I think Boyan needs to be the one on the wing, and Ingles needs to be the one on the wing, and Clarkson needs to be the one on the wing instead of, like, Royce out there because it's too easy to double. And then, you know, because there was Boyan out there, like, he's going to catch that off the double, and he's just going to shoot it. And he's a good enough shooter where, like, now you have to be like, oh, fuck. We just gave Boyan a good look. I think he made nine threes tonight. Um... So yeah, that's something that I think they should try doing. Um, what else? Oh, Terrence Mann. I want to talk about Terrence Mann because I don't understand this with Ty Lu. Why did Terrence Mann not even, like, play in the first two games? Like, I don't understand that at all. Terrence Mann just being out there, like, his activity and, you know, his uh, athleticism. That's what you need out there. You know, he's a guy that you can actually, like, credibly put on donovan mitchell like he's a guy that you can actually switch on to him so i don't know why he wasn't playing before 
know, he gives them a good balance, and, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that game. Ooh, all right, so let's talk about the big news of today. The news is? Anyways, so I work night shifts, and, you know, I, a lot of times I just, when I, I get home at, like, 7.30 a.m., and then by 8 to 9, sometimes 10 a.m., I go to sleep, and I wake up around 2, 3, 4, 5 p.m. So I, today I woke up around 4 p.m., and I just had a bunch of texts talking about, holy shit, holy shit, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I look at what it is, and it's it's mostly Kawhi and the CP thing, but there was also more than that. It was the Dallas thing as well, which I think is interesting, and I, I guess I will talk about it. Uh, but let's talk about Kawhi first. You know, in Game 4, Kawhi, like, tweaked his, his knee, and he was out for the game. A lot, a lot of that fourth quarter, he was out. He just, he was just out of the game. And um, you know, after the game, they asked Ty Lue about it. They asked Kawhi about it. And they're like, "Nope, no, nothing wrong with that at all. He's completely fine. He's one hundred percent fine." And then it turns out that he's dealing with, I believe it's a, it's a sprain. It's an ACL sprain. Because they wanted to make sure it's, it's almost like the Embiid thing where, yeah, it's not good. But it's not, like, fully torn or anything like that. So he can play. But, you know, we'll give him the day off because... We'll give him this game off just because... You know, just to give him some rest. And we tied it up 2-2, so it's not an elimination game or anything. And, you know, we might just pull the game off, and they did. So now they might even rest him game six, actually. Or maybe they won. I don't know. Maybe they're like, let's just get this over with. But if they... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. But, you know, it feels like he's completely injured. And it, I think it's going to be like the like the thing that is, if it's like the Embiid thing, that's really going to hurt Kawhi because he doesn't get to the rim as much anyways. Like, he relies a lot on mid-range jump shots. So, I don't know how, how that's going to impact his lift on them. So we'll see how that impacts him on offense. But defensively, I just don't think he's going to be able to guard like those like those guys anymore, like the perimeter guys anymore. I don't think, like if he comes back for game six, I don't think you'll see him on Donovan that much anyways. And if they get to the finals or like the conference finals anyways, I don't think he's going to be guarding Devin Booker at all. Because there's no way he can keep moving on. Firstly, he's already got bad knees. And now it's like a torn, like not a torn ACL, but like I guess a partial torn, a sprain. So, you know, now both the knees are fucked up. So you never, like, I just don't think he's going to be able to guard people. And on offense, I'm just not sure if he's going to be able to, you know, keep going, keep getting lift on those mid-range jumpers, those fadeaways. Because they take, they take a lot athletically to get those jump shots off. When you're fading away, like you have to do a lot of spins you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, contorting your body, I guess. So that's going to take a lot out of him. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. That was a big deal, you know, because, like, the article made it seem like he tore his ACL. But it's not that. It's like the MB thing. And I think what they said is more of, like, a 
It's more of like a, str- a string. So we'll see. And the other news with Chris Paul, that one actually, I'm not like I'm not entirely sure about that one, but from my understanding, it's that he's already been vaccinated, and I think he tested positive for it. And the thing with that is that you can test like fake positive. From my understanding, you can test fake positive. But I think if he, it's probably gonna be a seven day. It's probably gonna be a seven day type deal. And you know, with this Utah Clippers series, if that goes seven games, I think he's gonna be. He's probably gonna miss game one, and be back for game two. You know, because he is vaccinated, I think he just has to show like a couple days of like, you know, negative uh, returns on the test. And if he can do that, I think he'll be back probably by game one. If he can't do that, and it's a fourteen day one, I feel like. Unless they're able to squeak out a game or two, he's probably going to be out for the series then. If Maybe, I don't know. Whew. But that, was, that was just... like the, the When you saw the headlines of them, that made them more serious than I guess what they were. Like, the quiet one is serious because I didn't mention, like, it's going to impact him on both ends of the floor and we just don't know how much how much it is going to impact him. And the Chris Paul thing, I guess, like my, th- like I, I'm not that worried about it, but like it could be a thing where, you know, it's another positive test, and now it's like, oh shit, it's another seven days actually. It's a, instead of seven days or five days, it's fourteen days or ten days. <clears throat> and uh, you know, the games now until the finals are just one day off. So, never know what's gonna happen with that. You know, my guess is that at most he misses five to seven days, and he's back for the. He's at at most he's probably gonna miss game one and be back for game two. That's just my guess. And the last thing is, you know, there was a report on the Athletic a while, like not a while ago, like a couple of days ago, where you know Luca and uh, I, I, I'm just gonna call him Bob. I don't know how to say his entire name. It's like he's like the famous betting guy. Like he used to bet on basketball games all the time. He had like a big system and all that stuff. And you know he had like he has like his own models on how he judges things, offense, defense, you know stuff like that. And you know the Mavericks they hired him, and the thing is, I guess him and Luca had like a little spat, and um, he told Luca to calm down because he was getting so many texts, which is like. Yeah, that's what the fuck he's supposed to do. If he, he, I think he already had like 15 texts. Like, you get one more, bro, you're suspended. You know that, right? We're in the playoff hunt. You get one more and you're suspended. So, I guess that happened. Luca told him, like, yo, don't tell me to shut the fuck up. No, don't tell me to calm the fuck down. Why would he tell me? I already said, don't tell me to shut the fuck up. That's not what Bob said. He said, calm down. And Luca was like, don't tell me to, tell, don't tell me to calm the fuck down. So... And then Mark Cuban came out. He's like, yo, that's bullshit. That's, that never happened. And then today, uh, Bob is out. Donnie Nelson's out the GM. You know, Don, Donnie, Donnie Nelson's been there for a while. Um, and I think I agree. I think I agree on both of that. Because, I'm probably not the Bob one. Because I do think, like, I saw some of the models that he uses. I do like them a lot. I think they're actually, like, very interesting. And he is an outside thinker. I do like... I do like the way just how he analyzes the game and 
how he thinks about the game. That's why I think there was a good reason why the Mavericks last year had like a, the greatest offensive rating of all time. I think it had to do a lot with the models and the way he wanted them to play. You know, sometimes those models don't work out in the playoffs. But like for a regular 82-game season, I think they do work out. Um, so I'm not sure about him being out, but like if him and Luca were like that big of a deal, that makes sense then. But Don Nelson, Donnie Nelson, Don Nelson, whatever. I think he had to leave, even though some of them, some of the moves were they made sense. But like when they don't work out, like someone has to go. Like you, like I can think the KP trade was good, but when it doesn't work out, and now you've got like no picks and you know you're paying this guy a hundred million dollars for three years like even if I thought at the time it was good someone has to pay for that like when it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and someone has to pay for that um then the other one Josh Green for Seth Curry Josh Green Josh Richardson for Seth Curry Josh Richardson was getting DNPs in the playoffs. He couldn't make his threes again. But, like, I understood the reason why people thought that. Like, that was a good trade for both sides. You know, Philly needed shooting. And uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they needed defense and, like, a 3 and D guy. And they thought, okay, Josh just had a bad three-point shooting season. You know, he's, he's got a couple seasons under his belt of good three-point shooting. So maybe he can do that again. And, he, and, you know, Luca's going to get him wide open threes. And Luca did get him wide open threes. The thing is, Josh just isn't a good shooter from three. He just isn't a good th- shooter from three. So, like, it just didn't work out. And when, when those type of things happen, like, even though you understand the logic and why they did it, when it doesn't work out, you just... It, it, it just is what it is. Like, someone has to go because of that. Like, when... When things don't work out, someone just has to go. Someone, like, this is, like, I've talked about sports for a while as, like, the too bad league. It's too bad. Like, too bad you got, you know, injured, this happened, that happened. Like, too bad. You know, it, that's just part of the game. It's not, it's not fair. But, like, too bad. You know, like, people talk about the Embiid and Jokic MVP thing. It's like... Well, you know, Embiid would have won it if he didn't get injured. Yeah, too bad. Too fucking bad. He did get injured. That's, that did happen. You know, don't you think, like, someone like LeBron's like, oh, well, you know, if I had Kyrie and Kevin Love, I would have five rings right now, and I would have won 2015. Say, like, yeah, but too bad. You didn't have those guys. Too bad. Um, You know, I'm sure the Bulls fans, they're like, oh, we, we probably would have made the finals or something. You know, if Derrick Rose never got injured, it's like, yeah, too bad, though. Too bad. It sucks. I know it sucks. But too bad. You know, Celtics fans, I'm sure, are like, you know, if Kevin Garnett didn't get injured in 09, we we had a good chance of three-peating. It's like, yeah, probably. Too bad, though. It just is what it is. So, yeah. It's the same thing with GMs. Like, yeah, those, those moves that you made, they made sense in... At the time, and like logically speaking, like your logic was right, but when they don't work out, it's too bad. It's too bad they didn't work out. Now, now we gotta try something else because now we've lost so much that we just have to try something new. 
and um, we'll see what they're what they're able to do because I guess since they're a gun, I I, don't, I can do like a a KP trade um, segment maybe next next podcast. I guess I could do that. That wouldn't be too hard to do, I guess. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try doing something for all the teams that have already been eliminated. So we'll see for that next podcast. And the last thing I wanna talk about is McDonald's because I feel like I feel like they've been lying again. You know, they talk about the ice cream machine being broken, but like I feel like Okay, so they have the summer days drinks up and like the like milkshakes and like Sundays and whatever. Um, so I've been trying those, and today I went to get the milkshake and it said you can get a milkshake for two dollars, the snack size one. So I go up there and I'm like, "Hey, can I get the snack size chocolate milkshake?" And they're like, "No, we don't even have a snack size." I'm like, "What the fuck? Why'd you guys put it on the thing then?" So I feel like. And then, then she's like, all right, but do you want the small? And it's like, the small is fifty more than what the snack size would have been. One. I'm like, no, but I'm already here. I don't want to, like, wait in this fucking drive-thru, wait for, like, the two cars in front of me just to get out. So I'm like, fine, I'll get, the, I'll get it. I feel like they're tricking you. I feel like there is no snack size one. And that's how they're getting an extra fifty out of you. They're, they're forcing your hand. You got to wake up, people. McDonald's is forcing you to buy it I would say this though um, I've tried most of them the McDonald's iced coffee is not good you would have to put like 3-4 shots of the chocolate or whatever to like actually make it something that you want to drink I've tried it twice once I thought they just did it wrong so I was like eh, I don't know then the second time I did I was like oh so they're actually just not good um, the Tim Hortons one is so 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 so, so much better um, I tried the pink lemonade slushy. That one's garbage. The red raspberry one is actually okay. That one's actually okay. I do like that one. Um, the vanilla chai iced frappe frappe. I don't know how to say frappe properly. I think it's frappe and not frappe. The first time I did order, I did say frappe. So like that was very embarrassing on my part. Um... But like the vanilla chai one, the vanilla chai ice frappe, that one's actually good. Like it's so it's an interesting taste. I'm not like entirely entirely sure I like it. I like it, but I'm not entirely sure how much I like it. It's it's a very interesting taste. I'm not entirely sure I like it, but I keep getting it. Like I'll get it probably like once a week. You know, it's two dollars and it'll last you like a couple. It'll last, it'll last like half an hour, one hour. And it's just got an interesting taste. It, it tastes like almonds and vanilla mixed together. Like that's the flavor that you get. And then obviously it's like a, it's like a smoothie texture. So it's good. I, I do like it. I, w- I would recommend it. Their ice frappe, I do like that too. That was pretty good. I would say that's like a 7 out of 10. The vanilla ice, I would say, 8 out of 10. Whew. Their coconut pineapple smoothie is garbage. Like, coconut pineapple should be good, but it's just not good. It tastes awful. Um, 
their mango pineapple is good, but I would prefer it if it was just mango. You know, I, don't, I just don't think you have to get cute with mango. You don't have to add like pineapple or cranberries or whatever. Just mango itself is fine. I don't need, I don't need the pineapple in it. Like I actually think it does. It doesn't ruin it, but because I would, I will still drink it, and I do like it. It's just there's no need for it. It makes it worse, honestly. But I did get their like, like I said, I did get tricked into getting the small chocolate milkshake because I was already in the line. I'm like, fuck. Fine, I guess I'll get the small chocolate milkshake. It's not that good. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like a Wendy's chocolate frosty. That's what it tastes like. And I do like that, but it's like... I don't know. Something about it just doesn't... It's just something about it doesn't make it anything more than like a 7 out of 10. If you want a milkshake, though, like the Burger King chocolate milkshake, that one's fucking incredible. You know, I had like a stretch where I was getting that like once every like three, four days or something. And then I realized how many calories it has. Like, oh, fuck. Never mind on that. Um, but I do remember that one being, like, fucking excellent. This one, not that good. I'm probably not, I probably, I probably won't get it again. So, yeah. That's it. McDonald's has been lying. It's all, it's all a scam, honestly. Like, the snack size, it's a scam. It's not even real. It's a scam. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm outside in an AMG. Right outside. TT. Two-turn, baby girl, you know me. Still with the dolls that I grew beside. All the niggas round me, brighter they die. Gotta watch the time, cause it's flying right by. I'm outside in an AMG, right outside. TT, two turn, baby girl, you know me. Who am I? All the niggas round me, brighter they die. Gotta watch the time, cause it's flying right by. Two turn, baby girl, you know me. I just caught a shorty off a of Finsta Just do on a hoodie, it's a Crenshaw Way that I've been living unconventional I'm just trying to make it to the end, you know Certain things have started getting tensed Think we need to have a sun adventure I could be a man, but maybe down the road Right now, I would rather see my heart turn to chrome Rather see my heart turn crystal I can't even find like I'll miss ya Right now, I'm just stuck inside a crib on my own Soon as I free up, I'm about to pop up on your phone Like I'm outside in an AMG Right outside, TT Two-turn, baby girl, you know me Yeah, who am I? All the niggas round me, brighter the guy Gotta watch your time, cause it's flying right by Two-turn, baby girl, you know me Yeah Heart still on javelin, baby Two-turn, baby girl, you know me I was pulling up, but they knew me Sometimes I wish there was two of me A three of me when it was you and me I felt like I love you too much to change you You believe in angles more than angels Feel like I've been going through too much to explain to you But I'm still the same way I was when I came to you Everything I have, what I had to exchange for you Everything I've been through, I can't even complain to you